Welcome to the Master Drafter Football Podcast, where we talk dynasty fantasy football. Now your hosts, Chris Burton and Mike Reardon. All right, welcome to episode eight of the Master Drafter Football Podcast. I'm Chris Burton. And I'm Mike Reardon. And today we're going to be talking about off-season trade targets and sells. And the way we're going to break it down is we're going to choose three targets each, three players. Um, one of them is going to be on the higher end, a higher tier player. One of them more like a lesser player um, to target with less value. And also we're going to talk about a rookie, one rookie to target. Um, and then we're going to talk about two players to sell, um, one on the higher spectrum and another a more lower end try to. Uh, guy to, to move all right um what do you want to start off with you want to start off with your i think high tier targets okay yeah uh why don't you go first okay sure so my high tier target is carry on johnson uh running back for the detroit lions uh he currently has an adp um according to uh mfl of 52 um and, you know, I just think on Johnson is a guy that had a pretty decent rookie year last year, um, came out, uh, rushed for, I believe, was on pace for 1,000 yards, didn't quite hit that mark. Um, you know, and I think this year he's, he, he has the potential to rush for, you know, 1,500 yards plus. Um, you know, I think that offense is really going to run through him. He could uh, break out this. This could be his year for sure. I agree with that guy. Yeah. And I think I, I don't think they really um, they really uh, wanted to make him quite as much the focal point of the offense last year. I think they wanted to ease him into that offense. Well, they a little had bit they more. brought in Legarrette Blount. Do they still have Blount? No, they don't. Blount's a free agent. Yeah. Um, okay. They all they also got rid rid of Theo Riddick. Um, okay. So and I mean they brought in Ty Johnson, the the rookie, um, who I think might you know, if anything might serve in that, that sort of theoretic role. Um, yeah. So carry on's definitely going to be the guy. Yeah. He's, he's going to be a featured back and um, you know, with an ADP of, of 52, I mean, you know, the, the 50 second well, player. Crazy. I mean, I think surprising for a, for a bell cow back, um, you know, a guy that projects to be a bell cow back at his age, you know um, I just see a lot of value there. Um, so what do you, what do you, what do you make carry on Johnson? So, I mean, I have him as my running back 15 in my overall rankings. Mm -hmm. Um, I could definitely see him moving up though. He's definitely a guy, you know, um, it makes sense that he, you know, the lions, Mm -hmm. you know, the way that they're building their team, they put some good pieces together. I think they're going to be much better, Mm -hmm. much more disciplined this year. Um, I am so not a Stafford guy. Yeah. Um, but it does seem like Johnson could be, he could move up. I mean, he could be a top 10 uh, running back for sure. Yeah. And, you know. So I, I actually. Above top, you know, I, high top. I have him as my, my running back nine right now. Uh, in, okay. in all, in my overall dynasty rankings. Uh, yeah. for I mean, for running backs, you know, not just running backs. I have him as my RB nine. Um, so when you said you have him as your RB 15, 
I have him at 15, but I could definitely see myself moving him up. Yeah, so... I have some pretty good guys in front of him, though, so... Yeah, I mean... Definitely. I mean, who's... who's who's uh, What's, like, a trade that you could... Who are some guys that you might package for Carryon Johnson? Who would be some guys you would package? Because he seems like you... Um, you like him a little bit more than I yeah. do. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, so I might not package as Yeah. Um, I mean, I would probably, I would probably, I mean, I would give up. Uh, I would consider giving up a first rounder for him for sure. Um, yeah. You know, I think so. Definitely. Um, I would definitely give up a first rounder for him. No problem. You know, I um, what, would you give up Le'Veon Bell for him? I think I would. I think I would. Uh, I think I could get. Honestly, I think I could get a little bit more back for Bell, you know. Um, right. But I, if it if it came down to it, yeah. I would certainly consider trading uh, Bell for Johnson straight up, just because you know the age factor. Um, you know, Le'Veon Bell going to the Jets. You know that Adam Gase offense. You know Adam Gase is notorious for um, you know sort of mitigating those running back touches. So. I mean, yeah, I see Le'Veon Bell more as a guy where you could get a couple of really good years out of him, but, you know, he is getting a little older for a mm-hmm. running back. And also, you know, he's he's a little unreliable, to say the yeah, least. Yeah, I mean, sat out all of last year. You know, let's not forget that either. So, yeah. Which, you know. So, I could see that. I could see that as a yeah, trade. Absolutely. Um, I mean, dare I say, talk. I mean, I don't know if I would trade him for for Gurley for Johnson straight up but I mean some people might yeah. <laughs> some people might with the with all the with all the Gurley right now, panic yeah. going on um but I mean if if you had I mean if you had Todd Gurley and you could trade um I think a trade I actually sent out at one point I have Gurley in a league and I offered Gurley for carry on Johnson and Mike Williams straight up uh and and the, the other guy wouldn't mm-hmm. do it um and it was he thought about it. It was it was close. Yeah. And I was even kind of like on the fence about it. It was one of those trades where like you you hit send and you're like I don't know. <laughs> uh, Would have done it. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so I mean, so yeah, I mean now I mean yeah I mean I wouldn't even thought about trading Gurley for those two guys a year ago, but now I mean I don't think that's really out of the ballpark. Uh, you know, and like I said, the guy with carry on and Mike Williams were was the one who turned it down. So, uh, but I, th- I think that's more a reflection of sort of Gurley's uh, deteriorating value of late. I think that's a great pick. I think it's a guy that's going to be much better than where his value mm-hmm. is right now. I think that, um, yeah, I think you put him in that. It looks like that's the way they're building. I mean, they got Hawkinson now. Mm-hmm. They got the, you know, the third, the three yep. down running back. Um, I, I do like the way that they're building there and I, I think carry on, like he's, he's going to get all the shots in the world and he seems like he can yeah. do it. You know, we'll see if he can hold up. Yeah. And, he, and he catches the ball well too. Um, you know, he's not just going to run the football. Yeah. I, I can see him being, you know, really one of the, the NFL's better dual threat backs. Um, you know, he, and he's almost like the senior guy there now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, as far as talented. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and you brought up a great point with Hawkinson. You know, uh, Hawkinson is probably the best, not only the best pass catcher in this draft, but also the best blocking tight end. So, yep. 
Yeah. So it's um, kind of open up a lot for them. You got Hawkinson in there. I mean, you don't know if they're mm-hmm. gonna, you know, do a big, you know, a big blocking scheme or is Hawkinson gonna be going absolutely. out? So absolutely. Absolutely. A lot and, more things to worry know, no about. No more golden tape there, so that op- that opens up quite a quite a number of touches. Um, you know, Marvin Jones is still there. He was, I think, I think he'll bounce back a little bit from last year, but you know, he's also another guy that I don't, I don't think is going to be with Detroit for too much longer. He's kind of another one of those guys they inherited. So I really see carry on, carry on Johnson and TJ Hawkinson well, sort of being, uh, really the face of that franchise. Um, and, and the years to come. And Gall- I mean, Galladay too. Galladay. Galladay yeah. He's Galladay the number one guy. guy there. So they've got young, you know, position players. Mm-hmm. in the number one roles yeah uh, so you can see what they're doing and uh i think that's a i think that's a good target if you can go out and get carry on johnson um even if you're like you said if it's something like you trade Gurley and you get back carry on johnson and mm-hmm. another receiver you know if, all, if you can get mike williams great but i mean i mean even like uh tyler boyd or something yeah you know, absolutely uh, what about uh would you trade let me just throw like a couple Okay. You know, I know, I know this. You know, these straight up trades almost never happen. But just to kind of compare value a little bit, let okay. me just throw like a couple guys out at you that you, see what you would uh, say to these trades straight up. Uh, Joe Mixon for Carry On Johnson. I would not do that. I would keep. I would take Joe Mixon. Okay. Um, Kenyon Drake for Carry On Johnson. I would definitely take Carry On Johnson over over Kenyon Drake. Aaron Jones. I would take Carry on Johnson. Nick Chubb. Carry on Johnson. <laughs> so I'm not a big Nick Chubb guy. Yeah. I know people are crazy about him. Um, I don't think he's going to be bad, but I'm just yeah. I don't think he's like a top ten guy. Yeah, I don't I don't either. And I mean, I mean, obviously they brought in Beckham there, and, and I think Carry on Johnson can be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't want to get too off topic with Nick Chubb, but um, so let me throw one more other guy. Uh, James Conner. Well, I have James Conner at 14. Funny you should ask. So if I move mm-hmm. up Karyon Johnson, I would assume that it would be up above. It would have to be up above Conner. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably... That's a tough one for me. I'd have to... That's very even right there to me. Yeah. Just because the situation that Conner is in. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing downside is they drafted a good running back and they have Jalen Samuels, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, um, it's that's cl- a, those very, very, uh, close. Those yeah. two guys. Absolutely. All right. So I'll talk about my guy. Okay. My number one guy. And of course it's Dalvin Cook. Um, <laughs> for the, for the 10th, the 10th year in a row. Yeah. I, I was going to dare um, throw his name out there. In trade for carry on John. I, I already knew the answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a big Dalvin Cook fan. Um, as some people might know, I I have him ranked as my running back six overall in Dynasty. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, I mean, there's a lot that I would give up for Dalvin Cook. Um, and He's a guy that, in my opinion, like his value, his value is high now. I'm not saying that he's got a low value, but I don't. I think his value is just going to get higher yeah. as time goes on, as the offseason goes on, as the season goes on. Um, I do think he has the talent. Um, he's had a rough start to uh, first few years of his career, but he's looked good. He looks like he belongs 
Um, and I think he's a great running back. Um, and I think he will be great. Mm-hmm. So I have Dalvin Cook as my guy. Like, if you're going to get him, you got to get him now. And yeah. here's the thing. I said that last year. <laughs> um, and it didn't definitely didn't. Uh, I mean, he's probably got, I don't know, the same value that he had last year. Yeah, I mean, approximately, I would say, you know. Uh, Not too different yeah. for most people. Uh, maybe it's maybe gone down a little bit more mm-hmm. um, just because one more year. Right. But I say don't be afraid of Dalvin Cook. If you can get him, get him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my, like, you know, guy that I would say of all the running backs or, or of the players that I'm choosing from, um, he's the guy that, where he's at now, what what is his ADP now? So his ADP now, uh, keep talking. I'll, I'll bring it up in a second. Yep. So he's a guy to me that's just not, you know, ranked as high as I think he end up. He will end up being. Yeah. I think he's a, he's a, definitely could be a top five running back. Yeah. Um, by the end of this season. So if you can get down, if you've got, I'm. Dalvin Cook, people who own Dalvin Cook do not want to trade Dalvin Cook. So he is not going to be easy yeah. to get. But there's always in the back of their mind that if they can get something for him and he doesn't really turn out the way he should, you know, then, you know, maybe it's a high draft pick, you know, something. So he's, I think he out. So yeah. he's got ADP right now of 29. 29? So. I mean, I have him as a top 10 guy. Yeah. That's, you know, I have him as my number five or six running back. So, I mean. He's he's actually, uh, oddly enough, um, he's got an ADP. Uh, he's right in between, right after Hawkinson and right before Kittle in ADP. So, he's like tough. He's like tight end caliber. Hawkinson's over uh, – yeah, uh-huh. I know. I, f- I find that surprising as well. Um, you know, again, I you know, that. again, these are these. I'm looking at uh, you know composite ADP rankings uh, from from my fantasy league. I have Kittle as the only one above Hawkins, the only tight end above Hawkins. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's probably and just we, one and two. They and have we, that one. And two. That's probably one and two. One and, two and we and I posted our, our rankings recently um, on Reddit, and we took so much heat for having Hawkinson highly ranked in our rookie rankings as high as we did. Uh, so yeah, that's his ADP. So, you know, there you have it. Um, yeah. I mean, Dal- so Dalvin Cook. So Dalvin yeah. Cook's my guy. Um, he's, he's not a guy that's going to be easy to get, but if you're looking for a high end target, a guy to get well, his values as low and get who I think is going to be a great back for years. Um, you know, I say, go and get him. I say, take a shot on him. Um, mm-hmm. I have in a bunch of leagues, so <laughs> I would, I would definitely trade, um, I would definitely trade some, give up some decent value to get Dalvin cook. Uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to trade like safer guys for him. Yeah. You know, I get that. Um, and there's a lot of guys that I might not trade. I'd probably be more apt to trade a future pick and maybe something else rather than trade like a straight up, like a, like mm-hmm. a Joe Mixon or Melvin yeah. Gordon. Even though I'd rather have them over those guys, um, I might be the only one to do that. I understand that, but if you can get, you know, a lesser guy and a draft pick or something, I, I think he's, or just a very high draft pick, yeah. or something like that. Um, that's that's mm-hmm. my guy. 
Would you trade? Uh, let me just um, throw some other some other guys out at you. Maybe that uh, see. Would you trade Keenan Allen for Dalvin Cook? Um, I mean, I'd rather yeah, Cook okay. for sure. Uh, what about Damian Williams? I mean, the only people I really have above Cook is Saquon, Zeke, Kamara, McCaffrey, and I have Gurley there now, but that mm. he could even go. Yeah, that, you know. But and then it's Cook, wow. and then it's okay. Cook. So I mean, I have him over everybody else. So who do you? How, where do you have him in your overall ranking? Um, if you had a, if you had to place him. I don't have my overall. Okay. I haven't got my overall done. Roughly, um, roughly, not to be on the spot. I have, Top, top okay. ten for sure. I mean, there might be a couple uh, receivers thrown in there, but he's before any tight end. Okay. Like top, so like we can say like top fifteen, like without a doubt, basically. Yeah, I'd say top ten okay. without a doubt. Okay. Yeah. Top ten. Okay. Top ten overall. Um. All right. Uh, do you want me to give you my low tier guy? Yeah, you're. Le- Guy yeah. that's going to cost a lot less, but yeah. Still a so good this is my my low tier trade target. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, second year guy uh, for the Green Bay Packers, a wide receiver. Uh, his ADP he's is currently sitting at two hundred ninety one overall, uh, which I think is you know insanely low for a guy that is you yeah. know currently uh, projected to be the number two wide receiver in Green Bay, uh, from what I've heard. Uh, and I know a lot of people are have really been jumping on the Geronimo Allison bandwagon, uh, that hype train, but I mean, mm-hmm. I've never really been a Geronimo Allison, Geronimo Allison believer, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I would, have, I would have him lower. Yeah, than absolutely. And I mean, um, Scantling was kind of that guy that emerged um, out of that trio of wide receivers in Green Bay last year. All those 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 rookies last year, um, you know, Valdez Scantling, Jamon Moore, and uh, Equinemius St. Brown. So, and he was, I believe, he was the second taken of the three in the NFL draft. Uh, I believe Jamon Moore was first, then Scantling, and then uh, St. Brown. Um, and he was kind of the guy that emerged down the stretch and, and proved to be, you know, really a, like a go-to target. Uh, I watched some games where, you know, Rogers was looking his way and really like some pivotal game moments, um, you know, which I think is, is something uh, that I kind of look for in, in some of these emerging guys, you know, especially, you know, these younger players where, you know, you're looking at a guy trying to project um, and see if he's going to break out, you know, you look, where a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers is, is going to trust a guy in, in these key moments in a game. I think that says a lot, uh, you know, about the player um, and about, you know, his sort of where you can project his value moving forward, especially, you know, playing with playing in that offense with Aaron Rodgers, uh, obviously, you know, uh, no longer Randall Cobb is no longer there. Um, you know, so I, I think, I think he's a huge buy. I think you can get him relatively cheaply right now. Um, you know, I, you really, yeah. you, I mean, you could probably get Valdez Scantling for, you might even be able to get him for a third round pick right now in, in a 12 team league. Um, and I, I would, I would feel, yeah. you know, pretty comfortable 
giving up like a late second, uh, you know. Uh, but I think you could get him for less than that. Uh, right. You know, I'm always a guy that tries to trade players uh, for players. I'm not, I, I try to keep my picks, um, you know, but some people value picks a little bit less. So um, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about Valdez Stanley? What do you think about um, I like Scantling. I think you're right. I mean, I think he's, you know, uh, after Devontae Adams, he's kind of like, seems mm-hmm. like the guy that could mm-hmm. take the leap yeah. for this year of those younger guys. And they didn't really address wide receiver. In fact, they don't have Cobb anymore. Um, and they have, don't they have um, Well, they have, like I said, they have Jamaratama Allison and then St. Brown and Jamon Moore are there. Kumaro, yeah, but I, I don't really, you know, I, he's kind of, yeah, no, I think he definitely seems like he's yeah. going to take over that number two guy and another year with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a guy, you know, and I think sometimes, too, for guys like that, you almost want to kind of, like, right overpay a little bit. So, like, for instance, who would you take? Would you rather have Valdez Scantling or Curtis I would Sanders? rather have Valdez Scantling. Just, if if nothing else, opportunity in the offense he's in. Um, yeah. Oh, what about Stanley. Robert Foster? Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. I have those guys kind of close in that area. Um, am I, right? I think I think you're right. I think he's got. I think the opportunity of being Aaron Rodgers, like surefire number two guy. Yeah. You know, they had a whole season together and, and I, a whole off season together. He definitely. And I mean, look at flashes. look at Devonte Adams' sort of career arc thus far. I mean, he started yeah. out sort of as a rookie worked his way into that wide receiver role, wide receiver three role. Um, and, you know, yeah. over the last few years has kind of climbed in and, you know, suddenly Devonte Adams, you know, after the departure of Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb, uh, you know, Devonte Adams, fi- Devonte Adams finds himself yeah, as so the number one, Aaron Rodgers, number one target. Yeah. And it happens a lot. Yeah. It happens with Tom Brady too. You know, a guy comes into the system and takes him like, a couple of years, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he's, you know, and they're in sync. Absolutely. So you can see the same so, thing kind of happening and, there. You know, I, I yeah, and if he's there's the a wide, if there's flashes, a wide receiver yeah. two on a team, like a second wide receiver to own, I mean, that Green Bay second wide receiver in Green Bay has always held tons of value. Uh, yeah. At least during the Aaron Rodgers years. Good uh, job so. to have. Um. Definitely. Yeah. No, that's so, good. Uh, get, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so do you want to do your, 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 your lower end guy? Okay. So I'll do my lower end guy. All right. My lesser, my lesser valued player. So I chose for my guy, Antonio Callaway, um, rookie, uh, second year guy, rookie last year out of Florida, I believe. Um, on the Browns. Showed some flashes last year. Um, kind of up and down season. Not great off the field guy so far. I mean, I, I mean, he didn't start off so great anyway. I don't know. Um, he seems like he's, he seems like he's going to be fine. Um, but you know, went to the Browns. Yeah. They had they they also got Jarvis Landry. Um, and then this year they go and they trade for Odell Beckham. So all of a sudden Callaway is kind of. A guy that went from being like, oh, he's going to kind of step forward next year and kind of like how Scantling is. But now it's like, instead of that, now you're going to be the third receiver. If, you know, if you 
win that spot to Odell and Jarvis Landry. So, and then he got Njoku at tight end. Um, and there's some other receivers in there too that are, are fighting for that, for that spot. So all the, all of a sudden Callaway is a guy that, you know, people are kind of pushing aside as a guy that, Hey, you know, where's, there's not going to be a whole lot for him left after other, those other guys. Um, but I actually think, I actually think he's a good pickup though. I think he's a guy that if you can get for cheap, um, you know, somebody maybe owns him and they they panic because Odell's there and they're just like, hey, if I can get anything for this guy, I'll take it. Um, if there's some sort of situation like that with Callaway, I think he's a guy that um, I think he's a good target because he's going to be the third wide receiver. So he's he's young. Um, he's talented. He's fast. Yeah, he's you know, he's a big play guy. Makes a, a lot of his points come on big plays. So if your league rewards big plays, I would even put more of an emphasis on him. Um, I think that he's going to be, he's going to have two great receivers in front of him. And he might not have a great season next year because it's going to be so many mouths to feed. But if he's kind of like the, becomes the third guy of that group, um, that could be super beneficial for him. And you never know with personalities like Landry and Odell, like, and, and everything that's going on in Cleveland, like what's going to happen there. I mean, they could trade away one of those receivers. Yeah, seriously. By the end of this year. <laughs> yeah, I don't no, think I that, know you're saying. That. I don't think that's yeah. going to happen. But I'm just saying, like, you just mm-hmm. you have no idea what's going to happen on that team. And if he ends up like kind of making a name for himself as as like a guy, another guy, um, with those other guys, if he can like kind of get a little notoriety with yeah. Odell and Landry it's going to be a lot of attention on him and they're going to have freedom to be able to move one of those receivers or something. Um, so I think he's a great guy to grab and just kind of see what happens with him because the talent's there. And I almost feel it's better that he's not getting like thrust into being a starter. It's more like all of a sudden now he's like, you know, the understudy of two great players and he has, you know, it, it might take a little time, but I definitely think he's a guy that his value could have gotten low enough to the point where you get him now and you kind of stash him, spot start him here and there. Um, but just kind of like over time, see what happens. I think he could end up, I think he could end up being a really good player. And I just recently kind of like, it kind of dawned on me because I had the automatic reaction of, Oh man, like, you know, he's behind these two guys. What? Oh, so check out what his so you're not ADP is. If you don't have it already, ADP Callaway. It's 465. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i mean there you go so he's draft he's being drafted that low i mean people are probably dropping him mm-hmm. i would you know yeah um in smaller leagues obviously like 10 team leagues but uh, i'll say i mean i have to consider dropping him in one of my leagues because it's it's small so i mean he's a guy you know like he's not gonna have the opportunity as a uh, scantling like he's not a guy that but he's a great guy to grab now, and and his stock. I think his stock will rise over time. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna look good enough this year that absolutely. I mean, draft stock Callaway to me is one of those high. guys that uh, he's he's almost like the epitome of like why I love playing dynasty league in dynasty leagues because you like you can't really roster you can't <laughs> yep. roster Antonio Callaway in 
most re- most redraft leagues, you know. Um, I you know I don't not not any redraft leagues I'm in. I can't roster Antonio right. Callaway. So, um, yep. scaling you can, but not Antonio Callaway. Um, scaling so you I can. mean he's he's kind of like the epitome of just that guy you stash yeah. on your bench. Um, you know, like you said, you might you might spot start him now and then. Uh, you know, and you know we are talking about Odell Beckham too, who you know as a wide receiver one there who hasn't played a full 16 game season um in what three years now you know so um you know it's almost operating as the wide receiver two and a half there (laughs) uh yeah i mean i have callaway above yeah curtis samuel you know i have him above i have him at 50 54 I just have him as a guy in a dynasty league. I just think that, you know, he could end up being a special player. And I think that he could be a breakout yeah. candidate. Um, even right. with that crap, you know, He's, that's the thing, the difference between redraft and dynasty, like you were just saying. It's like you, a guy like Callaway, it's like, yeah, if he starts breaking through, like if if Odell goes down week four, yeah, he'll be the hottest waiver wire pickup. But, you know, if he's already on your team in a dynasty, then... All of a sudden, your the value shoots up, and you do whatever you want. You can get, you know, get a little extra value on them in a trade, or you can hold on to them a little longer, see what happens, use them as a spot start. Yeah. Especially, especially if you have Landry or Beckham, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, even more so Beckham because of the, you know, more more injury prone. But okay. so he's a guy I think you can get really cheap, and, um, you know, if you get him, put him on your bench see what happens but if you can get him cheap enough he's a guy i'd go after i wouldn't sell callaway yeah neither would i um would you would you feel comfortable giving up like a 2023rd for him in like a 12 team league i mean yeah uh giving up one for him yeah i would do that yeah yeah i i would i would definitely i would feel pretty comfortable with that um you know, I, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm definitely on board with Callaway. So. I wouldn't go any higher than that, but... Yeah. I, I feel like... Uh, yeah, neither would I, for sure. Um, and I'm talking more like late, late third, late mid third, so... Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we're pretty much in agreement on, on most of the guys we've mentioned. I think you're, de- you're definitely... I know you're a big Cook guy. Yeah. So I think uh, <laughs> you're probably a little like a little higher on Cook than most, but I mean I'm still I'm still hopeful. Get him. I I don't get I don't own any if you can. Yeah. So uh who's your who's your rookie target? So my rookie target is so so it's hard to target rookies because you know, when you draft somebody, you're not going to you know, you're usually not yeah. going to trade him. Yeah. Um, but if you could get Paris Campbell from somebody, that's a guy I like. He's my number two wide receiver. Um, he's my number two guy. After Nikhil Harry, obviously. And um, a lot of people don't have him there. They have him at four or five or six. A lot of people have him at two, three range. Um, but he's a guy to me where he's i think he's my my surefire number two wide receiver in this year's draft um so if he's a guy that's kind of like 
you can get in a trade maybe as a throw-in um, on a bigger trade. He's definitely a guy that you know I think is you know he's a he's a rookie, but he's you know a lot of people that have him down. A lot of people have AJ Brown in front of them. A lot of people have yeah. You know, Debo, Hardman, Metcalf, and I've heard I've heard uh, out of camp. You know he was running with the starters. So I mean he's playing with with Andrew Luck. Yeah, and you know T. Y. Hilton's getting older. Deion Kane, I'm not. You know we haven't seen what Deion Kane can do yet. I mean there is a spot for if a guy like Campbell comes out and he's good right away. I mean he might take that. He might take that torch, you know, like right away. Like he's a guy that if Andrew Luck starts just, you know, throws him, they come in early in the season and he throws like, you know, he has like eight catches for like a hundred yards on a touchdown or something. It's going to be his, it's going to be all of a sudden it's going to be like, this is the guy. This was the guy, you know, he has a chance to be the number one wide receiver, I think, um, for rookies. So, yeah, in year for year one, you mean? For year one, I mean, yeah. I I have Harry, you know, number one. Yeah. But I think that Campbell, I mean, I mean, he could be the best rookie in this class. It wouldn't shock um, you. It wouldn't shock you if that. It wouldn't shock me at all, because and it's a good class, because he he's he's going into the situation where it's like you're going in Andrew Luck right in the prime of his career. If he some some guys have a good college career, but then they they're even better than the situation that they're in. And when they get into the NFL, it's like, oh, this is what this guy can really do. And he has a chance to be one of those guys. Like, he has a chance to be, like, right away be a star player. Um, so I say Paris Campbell. Uh, he's He's got the speed. I think he's good enough root runner. And uh, root route runner. And... Uh, <laughs> And I think that he is a guy that if if someone's not too high on, kind of like got him later because he was the guy that was available and you can get him, or if you do a big deal and you want to throw him in to get the trade going, that's a guy that I think could end up being like the quickest superstar of the bunch. So that's my that's my target for, for rookies. Um, okay. He's the guy that I think, even though his value is high, I think that um, you know if you can if you can get him somehow. I think he's the guy that could be the the immediate special player. You know, and it's like for rookies, it's like you got to get them now. It's like once they start playing, even in the preseason, it's like then everybody's going to know what these guys are capable of. Mm. But if you get somebody now and then they blow up in the preseason and the beginning of the season, it's like you got them. The only time you were ever going to get them is right now. <laughs> right. Unless, unless maybe, you know, he gets hurt in the preseason, you know, and then you, you sort of have an opportunity – to, then to, you're gra- totally to grab then, but uh, then you've made a horrible decision. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then his his career is over. It's all yeah. It's all for naught. Uh, yeah, that's the thing too. You know, guys get injured. That when guys get injured in the in the preseason, you know, it's definitely. I mean, guys, look at guys mm-hmm. too, and with rookies, it's like I mean, guys' value has gone down a lot. Mm. Um, but. I mean, if his rehab was going better, his value might not have gone down so much. But right. at the same time, it's like the guy got injured, didn't even play, and his value really, up until recently, didn't take a huge hit mm. when he was coming back this year. I mean, at the end of last year, you could still get a lot for him in trade. So, 
So I'll give you I'll give you my rookie target. Uh, definitely a, a lower tier guy uh, than than Paris Campbell, but my guy is Keyshawn Johnson out of Fresno State, uh, wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. He was the third wide receiver that Cardinals took in the draft this year after uh, Andy, Andy Isabella and um, Hakeem Butler, of course. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, I, I just think Keyshawn Johnson, every every rookie draft um, of I've had so far, you know, he's kind of – he slipped. Uh, he slipped very late, and – I think, you know, you might even be able – he's a guy you might even be able to pick up on waivers right now. You might not even have to trade for him, uh, de- yeah. depending on, uh, you know, the size of your league. But uh, I think there's upside there. You know, uh, I was just talking about Marquez Valdez-Scantling for the Packers, uh, and, you know, they took a trio of wide receivers last year, uh, and Arizona did the same this year. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson – Annie Isabella and Hakeem Butler. Uh, I would say Annie Isabella kind of is more the prototypical slot receiver. Um, you know, maybe with a little bit more, definitely a little bit more speed, I would say. But, you know, he kind of, he looks to fill, be filling that, that wide receivers three slot role. Um, and it's definitely, you know, I think Isabella might start day one, whereas Johnson is going to sit on the bench for a while. You know, obviously Larry Fitzgerald is still there. They have Christian Kirk. Uh, you know, I think Chad Williams is still there. Who I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't, he, I don't, I think he might, he, he might be a cut candidate. So, uh, and Keyshawn Johnson's much more of a similar player to Butler. Uh, you know, so I, he's not quite the physical freak that Butler is, but in terms of, of the trio that were taken as rookies this year, uh, I would say Butler and Johnson are definitely the, the, the more similar of the three. Um, so, what do you what do you think about Keyshawn Johnson? Um, no, so I like Keyshawn Johnson. Um, I do think the the hard thing about it would be that somebody drafted him most likely that has him, and they probably got him pretty low. So it's almost like you'd have to overpay a little bit, you know, or else they're going to be like, or else you're going to have to offer them garbage, and then as far as value goes, right. And because you got them so low already, um, if you're going to go lower than that, or you know, in that area, it's going to be hard to kind of match it. Yeah, a draft pick for sure, or he could be a guy that you might be able to get if you get um, give up like an older, like maybe a safer player, but like a little bit older that you probably want to just kind of maybe like a Tyrell Williams, Mm -hmm. you know, right? Um, where, Where did he go again? Tyrell went to Oakland, I believe. Oakland. So I mean, a guy like that, or I don't know. He like I, it would be hard to find Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders. I would. I don't know if I would trade Emmanuel Sanders for him. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't. He's Kenny Still. Uh, you know, I. I mean, I think you. I really don't think you'd have to pay that much for Keyshawn Johnson. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I definitely went a lot lower tier than I don't think he's anywhere near where Paris Campbell is your guy. Um, but he's, he's just like a really late guy. I mean, I've seen him go, go after, I've seen him go after Riley Ridley in drafts. So, 
Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're rebuilding and you want to trade and you have Deshaun Jackson, you could probably you could definitely trade Deshaun Jackson for Keyshawn Johnson and probably get a, a pick and something else on top of it. Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, but definitely like like I said, you would need more on top of it. But uh, I think John Brown would be a guy. John Brown for Keyshawn Johnson. Okay. I would do that all day. Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed. Yeah. Like that's kind of more, that's kind of like more the tier I'm thinking. I got like that. So if you got a guy like that, possibly Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. Yep. Uh, Philip Dorsett would be a guy I would consider trading for Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, maybe even like a, a Keelan Cole, you know, I would, I would trade. Uh, all right. So let's 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 talk about our cells. Randall Cobb is one more. No, no. Oh, sorry. I was gonna I was gonna go yeah, into no, cells. No, sorry. I'm, I'm just like going down the list and I'm thinking of more guys. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So cells. Uh, give me your give me your uh, your high tier cell. Okay. So my high end guy for a cell, and this is gonna be a surprise because for a lot of people he's probably more of a buy, is DJ Moore. Okay. Uh, rookie rookie last year. I think he was the first receiver taken in the draft last year by the Carolina Panthers. Um, most people listening right now know who he is. So uh, I just, for me, he's he's a speed guy. He's a he's great. I think he's a great player. Um, and I think he's going to be good. I don't I don't think he's somebody like you're selling because you think that he's not going to be a good player. I think he's somebody you might be able to sell and get a lot more than I think he's really worth. Um, I don't see, I see him as a guy of more of a yardage guy of a guy that's going to like maybe, you know, four or five catches, 80 yards. Uh, He can break the big one. I mean, he's a, he's a great talent, but I feel like with the offense that they run in Carolina, I just feel like he's not a consistent guy. Um, I just see him as being a guy that, you know, he kind of turned it on at the end of the season. He's kind of like, you know, it definitely seems like a guy that could make the jump. But I just see him as a guy that if you can get something for him, he he's a guy I would move. If I had DJ, I don't have DJ Moore on any teams, but if I had him right now and I was getting crazy um, offers for him, I would definitely move him. I would move him for a, a first round pick for sure. Um, how do you feel about DJ Moore? Yeah, I, I think I'm a little higher on him than you are uh, for sure. Um, honestly, I think DJ Moore for me is more of a buy candidate. Uh, I don't, I don't think he okay. has. I don't really think he has that a whole lot of value. But I mean, then again. You know, he might be one of, I think he might be one of those guys. Cause I mean, obviously, where, you know, we, this is probably the guy that we disagree on the, the most. I've been hearing a lot of DJ Moore okay. love. So, so I, I, I don't know. I feel like he's one of these guys that his value is kind of all over the place. Um, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm a little higher. I'm definitely higher on DJ Moore than you are. Uh, I mean, I have him ranked 23rd overall. And for wide receivers. Okay. Yeah wide receivers he's not a guy that i'm really um you know i think that he's going to be good this is why he's my high-end guy 
Like he's a guy that if you can get somebody to overvalue him, I mean, you could even put like Mike Williams, who I also really like, but a guy that's just super hyped. I mean, Chris Godwin, you could put in that category, you know, guys that are like super hyped up right now. um, What do you, what would you try to trade DJ Moore for? Like, where are you valuing him at? So if I could get, I would try to get a first round pick. Well, yeah, then we're, then we're, we're not that far apart. If I could get a first-round pick, like yeah. a twenty twenty-first for DJ Moore, okay. I would do it because I think I'd be able to draft better next year and get a better player. I, I, honestly, I don't think you'd be able to get that for DJ Moore though. Right now, uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't Good think point. he, you know, I think you might. I was more under the impression uh, maybe you can check out his ADP, but I was more under the impression that he was like really high on people's list. So he currently has an ADP. Of eighty seven. Eighty seven. Okay, so that's yeah. not really I mean that's that that's not terrible though either. I mean that's that's No. You know. But I mean yeah, I mean you you've gotta get a lot for DJ Moore to trade him. He I guess I guess just talking about it now with you now, I mean he is I guess if you're not gonna get a lot for him, it doesn't He's actually like right after he's actually right after wow. your boy Tyler Lockett in ADP. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I just don't, honestly, and like I, I was looking at his receptions, he's not like a a huge PPR guy. You know, he's a good yards after the catch. I mean, that's the way that they've built their team is, you know, yeah. with McCaffrey. They want to get the Jimmy ball Moore. out of Cam Newton's hands uh, quickly. They want to get the ball out of his hands into playmakers' hands. And I think that that's going to work for them. But that style of receiver, I just feel like in that inconsistent offense, is just somebody if someone's gonna you know pay top tier receiver price for him because he's young he showed flashes last year i think that if you know if somebody comes at you with a crazy deal for dj Moore, i don't think he's the guy you should you know i'm not saying you should go out and sell dj Moore, but if somebody offers you something ridiculous I, i would definitely consider it yeah and for me i mean i would if somebody if i saw you know, I usually like to negotiate a little bit more before just accepting any trade, unless it's unless it is ridiculous. Would but you, I definitely would you feel trade? Like... <clears throat> uh, let me throw let me throw out some guys at you. See see if you would trade these guys uh, for DJ. Moore. Okay. Um, Stefan Diggs. I would rather have I Stephon agree. Diggs. Um, Keenan Allen. You'd rather have Keenan Allen. Yes. Okay. All right. Let me Keenan let me Allen. drop it down a few tiers. Um, Calvin Ridley. I'd rather have Calvin Ridley. I'd rather yeah, have Cortland Sutton. Same same class, obviously. Um, Sammy yeah. Watkins. No, yeah, I'm not a Sammy Watkins guy. Uh, what about what about Geis? We were just talking about. Would you trade Geis? Would you trade DJ Moore for Geis? I don't know, to be honest with you. It's more, that's Geis more of a Geis a reflection right of Geis, now. though, I suppose. Um, yeah. What about? Um, 
Jordan Reed? No, I'd rather yeah. have DJ okay. Moore. I like DJ Moore. I just there's a lot of I like, I'd rather have Landry. Okay, so Landry, have, yeah, Landry's a good guy I mean, to, I, to throw out. Uh, okay, I'd rather I think have I, Landry I, than him. I think yeah. I think that's definitely got that's it. about kind of where our split is then, because I think I would rather have DJ Moore than Landry. So that's that's right around our split. Okay, and like I said, DJ Moore with an ADP of eighty seven. Uh, and Jarvis Landry actually with ADP of 142. So, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, yeah. Landry might be a buy. Absolutely. Landry might be a target because, because honestly, like, yeah, that, that's, with Odell that's a there and him being a than I would expect Landry to be as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, with that ADP, I've actually kind of moved Landry up a little bit. I think that it is, he's in a much better situation. And now there's going to be yeah. some real competition you know now it's going to be like it used to be last year if you watched hard knocks it was like landry was this guy that was supposed to be like the leader of that core and he didn't really do a great job of that but if odell comes in and he's just like the surefire guy and landry's just that that other guy i think that could be huge for landry i I might have to bump him up he might be a guy to target for sure um who's who's your who's your high-end sell so my high-end sell is another another green bay packer uh, to talk about Aaron Jones, <clears throat> running back. Uh, I'm just, Jones, yeah. you know, uh, I think he has a ton of value right now. Uh, and, and I just, I, I don't know. I'm just not a believer. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big Aaron Jones guy as well. So he was actually one of my guys that I was going to, I was thinking about putting in there. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it doesn't have a ton of competition for, you know, in, in that running back room in Green Bay, you know, obviously Jamal Williams is still there. Um, they brought in Dexter Williams as, uh, this year, drafted him in the fifth fifth round, I believe. Um, so, you know, Aaron Jones definitely looks to be the top running back in Green Bay. I just, you know, Green Bay running backs, you know, what yeah. that's historically, you know, the last 10 years or so really hasn't had a ton of value. Uh, you know, you know, Lacey, Eddie Lacey had a, a couple decent seasons, but you know, it really, I just, right. I don't just know. Cause you're, just, just because you're the running back for the Packers, it doesn't mean that you're going to be exactly. And it work out. <laughs> and I know, and I knew it, I know it's a new, a new coaching staff there. Uh, and maybe they're looking to do, to do some different things. And, and uh, you try to utilize the running back a little bit more in the passing game. Uh, which is something they haven't really done a ton of. I mean, I guess they have uh, uh, what's his name, uh, James Stark. There, who was kind of their their pass catching back for a number of years, but you know they haven't really had that. I don't know. I just I just don't see it in, in Green Bay as him being really emerging as one of those top tier guys. You know, I think. you just don't see him like being having the talent or being yeah or being. Yeah. yeah, you know, I I, I just uh, you know, especially especially in terms of dynasty, you know, uh, in redraft maybe, um, I might take a shot on Aaron Jones and just you know this year. Yeah, but I, I just in dynasty, I I'm selling high on Aaron Jones. So I think right, the idea with Aaron Jones and with DJ Moore are these guys could have some really nice years and be good players, but if you can get 
if somebody is going to overpay for their value right now, right? Then, then definitely. I mean, these are guys that I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about parting with. And that's, and that's what trading is all about in dynasty leagues. You know, it's about capitalizing on yeah. you know these these value swings of players. You know, and you see these players like Aaron Jones, who I think has a you know hugely inflated value. Whereas, you know, some of these other guys we're talking about, uh, you know. And that's a great point. And that's a great point, too, because if you're targeting a player and you're trying to get a player for your team and you have a guy like Aaron Jones that you can kind of like all of a sudden you throw Aaron Jones in the deal. He's a huge bargaining chip. And you maybe get a little bit some like like let's say Aaron Jones isn't even the main part of the deal. Let's say you're trying to swap two guys, you know, to get really to get somebody let's just say Dalvin Cook (laughs) and then you were able to throw Aaron Jones in the deal Aaron Jones and somebody else and get a Dalvin Cook you know it's like I think I think that's a great point that you can you don't have to you don't have to sell these guys specifically you can throw them in a trade I mean yeah you'll want to get a little bit more back I'm sure but but if you throw a guy like this in there with somebody, if you throw DJ Moore and Aaron Jones in a trade to somebody, you can get almost anybody you want. Yeah, you can, you can get a lot. So these are guys that, you know, if you're trying to, you have to give up things to get things back. And I think that, you know, for me, and that's almost what this, that's almost what this exercise is. I feel like is we're sort of prioritizing, you know, what, what we would want, to give up in a trade, you know, not to say that they have no value, you know, they're still, right. they're still guys with some value. Um, you know, maybe with the exception of Keyshawn Johnson, <laughs> you know, I might've aimed a little bit low with him in terms of <laughs> trade value, but uh, you know, these are all guys that still, that still carry, you know, a lot of value where, whereas the guys we're targeting are sort of guys that we feel are undervalued. So mm-hmm. um so, so who would you say was your lower tiered, your lower end guy to sell? My lower end guy to sell that might have a little bit more value than he should. Mark Ingram, uh, running back for the Baltimore Ravens. So, uh, obviously Ingram uh, has been with the Saints, you know, the last uh, some, you know, his entire career. He's been with the Saints. Um, finally, finally goes to Baltimore uh, this year. You know. Uh, the Saints kind of hand Kamara, you know, the keys to the Ferrari there in New Orleans. And uh, Mark Ingram finds himself in in Baltimore uh, at, as, you know, the running back one, it looks like. Uh, I mean, Justice Hill, I think, is only the really old, only real competition there. And I think he's more going to be the pass catching back, if anything. Um, and maybe even like a, a poor man's Kamara at best. Um, so, you know, I, I just see Ingram as a guy, he's an older player. Um, you know, I, I think his, he's kind of peaked as a player, um, and he still carries some value. Uh, any, anytime you see a player like Ingram change teams at this point in their career, um, it's funny because for a lot of people, you you there's sort of like a newfound excitement. You're like, oh, Mark Ingram's on Baltimore. Wow, like, you know, he's he's going to be the guy. Yeah, and, and yeah, and and 
and yeah, I guess there's that, but I also kind of see of like see it as like, okay, well, the team that drafted him, you know, just let him go. And, you know, they they don't you know, and it's not like they had to pay him a ton of money to keep him in New Orleans. Uh so that that kind of tells you a lot right there, you know, and I still think Mark Ingram could have a, a couple of decent years left, but you know, if you're if you're a team that you know, especially if you're rebuilding and you have Mark Ingram, if, if you're a rebuilding team, like Mark Ingram's a guy that I'm trading immediately. Like it's, I'm always <laughs> rebuilding, no matter what. Yeah, I mean it's it's not it's not close. I mean, and even if you're a competitor, if you unless you're really really hard up at running back, you know, uh, I would try and trade Mark Ingram because I think you could he's a guy that you could package with another player. Um, and you, and you can get a decent return in value. So, uh, yeah, especially a team that needs a running back. Absolutely. It, yeah. I mean, he might, he's had many, I was just going to say, ahead. he might even be a guy that you wait until a couple weeks into the season. Mark, Mark Ingram has a couple big True. games for Baltimore, you know, cause like I said, justice Hill is the only real competition there for running back. Uh, so Mark Ingram's, and I think Mark Ingram's going to be the guy to score touchdowns there. Uh, goal line situations. So. And not to compare Justice Hill with yeah. Kamara, but it sounds like Baltimore probably they're going to, you know, Mark Ingram's going to be the guy, and then Hill's going to be, you know, that, that third down back. And they're going to try to kind of play that style. But I, gr- I agree. I think that Ingram switches teams. He's had many times where his value has just gone up right. and down and up and down. You know, it's been, it started off really low and then it started to go up and then it went back down again and then it went back up again yeah. recently. So now he gets and he's, and he's always, he's so, always, he's never really been like a top tier running back. You know, he never really lived up to that. Like yeah. he's always kind of been, you know, he, I think he had one really good yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, he's had, he he's had some good years, but uh, I, I mean, consistently, you know, he, he hasn't been that, uh, and he might have yeah. a big year this year. But, but I've never seen him in, um, in that, like, LaShawn McCoy sort of tier of guys or, like, you know, like the Adrian Petersons or, like, you know, I know those guys are older now. But, you know, just in, in that range of running backs. I've always seen him as kind of that next the next uh, tier of guys. So, I, No, I think he's a great sell. I think that, for me, you know, it's all about moving that guy – you know, even if he's going to have a big year this year, you know, you move him now before that dip happens. And I, I think that, that he's the perfect – for somebody who needs a running back, I mean, you're not going to get a ton from Mark Ingram. That's why he's the right. lower-end guy to sell. But like you said, you can package him, you know, or if a team needs a running back, it's like they might overpay for him a little bit. That's the whole thing, too. It's like sometimes you got to overpay for a little bit for something. Because you think the value will be there in the end, and sometimes other people have to overpay if they want to get something from you. And he's a guy that somebody might overpay for. Um, you know, to get a starting running back, sometimes the team is one starting running back away. So it's he's definitely a guy. He's definitely a sell now guy to me. If you if you have sell if soon. you have Mark Ingram and Aaron Jones on your team, I would trade them. I would trade them for carry on Johnson and Marcus Valdez Scantling. Like I would, I would make that trade. And those yeah. are, you know, those are, 
those are my kind of my four guys. Uh, so I, I would make that trade. Would you make that trade? What is it again? Aaron Jones and Mark Ingram for Carry On Johnson and Marquez Valdez Scantling. Hmm. It's it's the Scantling part that it's like I'd almost straight up trade him for Carry On Johnson, except for the fact that uh, I don't think I don't think anyone would part with Johnson for Ingram though. I might want to get a little bit more than Scantling, but I can see that. I can see it. I mean, if I saw that trade go through, I'd think it was fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll do my I'll do my lower my low end sell, my less valuable sell. So my guy he doesn't have a ton of value, um, probably, but he might more in super flex leagues and stuff. Uh, Jameis Winston, quarterback. Uh, he's he's probably going to get a little bit more hype because they got the new coach in there. Um, Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians, right? There yep. in Tampa. Yep. So he's taken over Winston, you know, he's had an up and down career. Um, I just, for me personally, I don't think Winston is, I just don't think he's an NFL quarterback. I did for a while. I, I was big on Winston for a while, but these last couple of years, I just don't think he's, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's mental he just has not been able to put it all together. And I think a lot of people kind of, I mean, you can kind of say he's a, a little bit of a buy just because his value is low. But I think a lot of people have kind of kind of jumped up back into the Jameis Winston. Like, this is the year that he's going to put it together because he's got Bruce Arians, who's a great coach for quarterbacks. Um, so if you find out in your league that, you know, all of a sudden Winston's got a little value because of the new coaching staff, and somebody wants to kind of overpay you a little bit for a Jameis Winston, or you want to throw Jameis Winston in a trade to kind of sweeten the pot. Um, I think he's a guy that if you can get something for him, this would be the time to do it. You know, possibly even like during season, during the season, um, if he has a couple big games or something. But I definitely don't see him as a long-term guy in the league. Yeah. Or Mariota, the guy he came in with. Hmm. Both of them. I agree. I agree with both of them, yeah. I just don't. I feel like he had been he's been given the opportunity, mm. a lot of opportunity, and he's just continued to just flounder it every time. Mm. Um, so he's a guy to me, and a lot of this is when we talk about sell, it's kind of like a stock market thing when you're just right. like you want to get rid of a guy when his value is kind of peaked out. Yeah, and I think Winston and, and maybe. I don't even think Winston's value's peaked out. I think he's lost value, but you want to you want to get rid of them. You still want to get rid of a guy, uh, you know, before right. before it crashes. <laughs> if it's taken like a, if it just got a tiny bit of a bump because of Bruce Arians, you might want to take advantage of that and and do something and right. cut your losses, basically. Yeah. Right, and I mean, uh, e- even with Bruce Arians there, uh, you know, he has a great track record coaching up quarterbacks, but you know, he, he's also a coach that just retired, you know, from air like two years ago, he was the coach of Arizona. And it's kind of like that, that roster just sort of fizzled out and he was just like, I'm out of here. <laughs> so, yeah. like, you know, I mean, how long is Bruce Arians going to be the coach of Tampa Bay is another question. So, you know, I'm totally with you on Jameis Winston. Um, 
I, uh, I, what quarterbacks, like what are, what are sort of the range of quarterbacks you're valuing him at currently? So as far as quarterbacks go, he's my 27th ranked quarterback. He's behind all the guys that are even more like, you know, the older guys like, see, to me, the reason I didn't make, there's guys I could have made as my cells. Like I could have, you know, I said DJ Moore. I mean, the guy's like, what, 23 years old. I mean, I could have said, you know, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Ben Roth, right. like, you know, older guys. That's kind of like, for, but for me, like, for, for, and I think for people, me, I'll just, I'll just make a point real quick about those older guys you mentioned. It's like, I'd rather just hold on to like the Roethlisberger's and the Brees and the, and the Brady's at this point in their career. Cause it's just like, what are you really going to get for them? You know, unless, unless you're in a super flex league um, and they carry a little bit more value. But, I mean, Depending on your team and on your league, and everything. yeah. Um, but at this point, it's like you know, if if you're if you're really rebuilding, maybe move one of those those older quarterbacks. But um... that's the. But that's funny that you say that because for it's like the opposite really? for me. For me, it's like those guys are like obvious sells. Okay. It's like if you have Tom Brady or Drew Brees, it's like it's like those type of guys, like. They probably wouldn't even be on my team because I probably would have already sold them a long yeah. time ago, and that's just like the way that I always do it. Right. Like I, I'm a little more quick in a trade to get rid of an aging player than a lot of yeah. other guys. Um, so like for me, it's like I don't want to name as my main guys to talk about a lot of older guys because for me it's like, well, of course you're gonna try to move AJ Green, you know, of course you're gonna try to move. Julio I guess Jones. quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. I mean, yes, yes, they have. I know what you're, I know you're saying, but I think quarterbacks are a little bit different. Um, quarterbacks are a little different. I mean, you got Tom Brady's like 41 yeah. years old. I mean, it's it's definitely, you know, you're not gonna like a 33 year old quarterback might play for seven more years. So yeah, I mean, I I, I agree with that. And and I think the thing about wide receivers too is sometimes you know wide receiver sort of falls off the cliff. And then it's just this kind of like flounders in the league for a few years. Whereas like yeah. a quarterback. Because athleticism is so much more involved. Yeah. I, I think, I think you kind of, you kind of see it coming a little, I don't, I don't know. Like with a quarterback, yeah. it's like, you kind of, you kind of know like when it's time, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you. In, like Peyton Manning. Yeah, exactly. Um, whereas wide receivers, I think it's a little bit more difficult to predict. Um, and I'll mention I'll mention Jameis Winston by the way, with ADP of 196. Oh, okay. So definitely definitely a guy that carry is carrying a little bit of value. Uh, one spot ahead of Sterling, one spot ahead of Sterling Shepard, and one spot after Jared Cook. And I would rather have both those guys. Yeah, I'm not a Jared Cook guy, but but um, I would definitely rather have Sterling okay. Shepard. Um, so let's just go over the guys that we picked and then we'll name some other guys just kind of like more quickly go through like a couple other guys that we were thinking about picking. Okay. Um, so I'll do mine first. Uh, my, my three players that I targeted on the higher end was Dalvin cook. Like I said, he's not a cheap guy to get. Um, but, and I, this is my second year in a row saying it, but I'm going to say it again. I do think he's a guy that this might be the lowest his value ever gets. Um, for the rest of his career up and yeah. you know, till it's getting to the end. But my that's 
that's my number one target. You know, if if you can get them. Um, my more lower end guy that's a real cheap value that you can maybe get for peanuts is wide receiver Antonio Callaway, Cleveland Browns. And then my rookie guy, uh, Paris Campbell. He's he's just to me like he's got a chance of being right away being a guy that has a connection with Andrew Luck and you just it's like they've been playing together for years. I think that there's a there's an opportunity of that happening. And it could happen quick. And if you can get them now, then get them now. That would be like both. So, so let's do your targets, and then we'll talk about ourselves. Oh, okay. So I got Marquez Valdez Scantling was my low tier target. Carry uh, on Johnson, my high tier target. My rookie target was Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, and my high tier sell is Aaron Jones. My low tier sell is Mark Ingram, uh, and my high sell was DJ Moore. Um, and like I said, you know, if you get the value for him, great. If he if someone wants to pay you a lot for DJ Moore, then then take it or add him in a deal. And Jameis Winston is my lower end guy that I think people are way overvaluing because of Bruce Arians. So if if you know if you have Jameis Winston and you've been waiting for a chance to get rid of him, this could be the time to do it. You know, for the right price. Absolutely. Um, so do you want to just kind of you know I know we we have a few more guys that we kind of wanted to talk about. Do you want to throw out some more guys? Yeah. So let's just start with targets, and I kind of listed mine up by position. I don't know how yours are. I just I just kind of listed some guys. I didn't really break it down by any particular position, but. All right, so I'll do mine by position, and if you have that position, you you throw in yours. Okay. And I'll just go through them kind of quick. So a couple targets at the quarterback position. Um, two rookies last year that I think could be breakout candidates. Um, Josh Allen, who is kind of all over the map. Some people are really high in him. Some people don't think that in Buffalo he's going to be able to do it. And then, uh, you know, in his style, his accuracy, everything. And Sam Darnold. I think, you know, other obviously Baker Mayfield is the guy. But I think Josh Allen and Sam Darnold are guys that um, are going to have careers that keep ascending. Um, and that, do you have any quarterbacks in your targets? Uh, I actually didn't list any quarterbacks in my targets. Okay. So we'll go down to running backs. Do you want to do running backs first? Uh, yeah. So a running back that I'm currently targeting is Sony Michelle for the New England Patriots. Um, you know, I think there's a little bit of injury concern with him in the off season so far. You know, I, I think he had like a knee scope or something like that. Uh, you know, he had a little bit of injury history coming out of college last year, but I mean, he showed that he could be a bell cow back in that offense. Um, obviously the Patriots are notorious for, you know, changing up the game plan week to week. And, you know, the running back touches are always, you know, getting distributed differently. But I think Michelle really showed that he can, he can be a real, a real um, bell cow in that New England offense last year. What do you think about Damian Harris being drafted? I do like Harris, but I I see, I kind of see Michelle as the lightning and Harris as the thunder. It's kind of, it's kind of how I see it. Um, 
You know, I think Harris might steal some goal line touches from Michelle, but I just, I think, I think he's lost so much value um, just because of the injury and because of Damian Harris being there. Um, you know, and he, and he's kind of another, one of those guys where his value is a little bit all over the map um, depending on, you know, who you talk to, I think. So I also, I also yeah. like Michelle um, as a, as a, as a buy, yeah. as a target. Um, he's definitely a guy that's lost some value um, because of Harris getting drafted and just overall, I mean, he's just, I mean, he's had injury struggles and everything. Um, but, and some people don't think he's like he, like you said at bell cow. I think one thing I will say is I feel like, like you say mm-hmm. thunder and lightning and I can totally yeah. see that. But also I, it's weird because I feel like I, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I still feel like he's, I just feel like he's a really good running back. I think that he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Um, he might be a little bit more of an injury risk, but I, I really, where his value is, he's been going down. I think Sony Michelle is a guy that um, a lot of people have question marks about. So he could be a guy you could, you could scoop up for, you know, much less than he's worth. Yeah. And his ADP is currently sitting at 134. So, I mean, at that point, I, I Where's Dan, what's Damian uh, Harris? Harris? 45. Yeah. So, I mean, really? And I would still rather have Michelle. You know, I, I still think he's a guy yeah, to own in definitely. the middle of offense. I have Michelle as my running back 12. I knew it, if I knew that was his ADP, then he would have been the guy that I chose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, why don't you do the rest of your running backs? I just because I have him on there, so I put him there. So I also have uh, Kenyon Drake for the Miami Dolphins. Um, his ADP is currently sitting at 164, um, which is again, I think, you know, at that point in the draft, you know, you can do a lot worse than a Sonny Michelle or Kenyon Drake. Um, so, you know, <clears throat> obviously he he played in that Adam Gase offense last year. Um, kind of, you know, didn't didn't really get the touches. I mean, not kind of, he didn't get the touches last year that he should have. And, and I think he, he underperformed because of it, you know, there was his, his production was kind of up and down uh, because there were some games where he really just didn't touch the ball enough. Um, But when he did, he was productive and he, he, he's shown that he's an NFL caliber running back and that he can produce, he can catch the ball uh, he can run between the tackles. He can run outside. You know, he has the speed. Um, he has the elusiveness. Uh, and he has the toughness. Um, and I, I really don't see uh, Kalen Bellage there as as much of a threat as some people make him out to be. Um, you know, obviously Bellage is, is kind of a physical freak. Um, some have compared him to David Johnson you know, in terms of like his measurables and all that, but he really didn't show it in college. You know, he, he was more, he's more really is more of a pass catching back. Um, and doesn't really, I don't think Bellage has the requisite, uh, toughness to play as a bell cow in the NFL. Whereas Drake, you know, he's an Alabama guy, you know, uh, I just, you know, now, and now you have, uh, who's the Patriots coach who went there? 
Oh, I can't even remember. Uh, Brian, Brian, Brian Flores. Is that his name? Yep, Flores. Brian Flores. Um. So I mean, they got Brian Flores there, you know, and I just I just think he's going to get the ball a lot more consistently, uh, without yeah without Adam Gase there, you know, and his a coaching change helps for sure. I'm yeah. not a huge Kenyon Drake guy, um, but I do I do see what you're saying. I mean, he is being undervalued yeah. and i i kind of undervalue him a little bit too yeah but he's definitely a guy we, if you can get him for a pretty good deal we actually we actually made a trade this offseason you yeah. tra- you traded me kenyon drake do you want to yeah and i ended up getting zay jones yeah. and that's the funny thing about it is zay jones is one of my buys for wide receivers and and i know he's not one of yours <laughs> yeah. what was so that trade was i got and i got garoppolo so it was jimmy garoppolo i traded you jimmy garoppolo and Kenyon Drake, and Zay and, no. Jay, and Zay Jones for Justin Watson. You got Kenyon Drake, or no? I'm sorry. Yeah, I got so Zay Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo for Kenyon Drake, Justin Watson, and Markel Lee. Yeah, and I got a pick. You got a fourth too. round pick too, in a in a 32 team league superflex. 32 team league, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think that's pretty. 115th pick. I still think that's a it's pretty, fair. pretty fair trade. Um, you know, it's kind of really kind of comes down to what happens with all those guys kind of have question marks. Um, I'm definitely of, of the three players. Like I I will say I'm, I'm the most high on Drake, um, of the players in that trade we made. Um, I just have to say Garoppolo because it's a superflex. Yeah. True. True. Um, I don't know. I'm just, do you have any more? Uh, I was going to say, do you you I don't have any more running backs. You want to move on to receiver? All right, so I'll just real quick. So Melvin Gordon, I have as a guy like in the immediate, like he's going through, he's talking about holding out. If people are panicking right now, go and get him if you can get him. You know, don't overpay for him. If you can get him for a little under his value, I would say get him. I mean, so what? He's he's threatening to hold out. I mean, it could be resolved in two weeks. You know what I'm saying? you can just go out and get melvin gordon off of somebody's panic then go get him you know in two weeks you might not be able to because he signed a huge deal but um damian williams kansas city i feel like um i feel like people are really they're kind of like oh they got the rookie darwin thompson and i feel like his value should be much higher and they recently just came out and said that he's going to be the starter so, I mean, take that with a grain of salt, but I think he's being undervalued. And um, Tevin Coleman, I think that he's got a shot to be the bell cow there. And um, so Tevin Coleman. For San Francisco. Um, and kind of a, was, yep, with the Falcons, kind of ran a dual running back system with Devontae Freeman. And then the coach, what's his name? That the, he was the offensive coordinator, then he went down. He's the head Kyle coach of San Francisco now. Kyle Shanahan. He's getting a back that he's you know coached up before, and I think he's got a chance to be yeah. the guy there. He's kind of a sneaky guy. I think that he, you know. I think that if you're a Tevin Coleman guy owner, you know you you're kind of banking on that. Um, but man, his value is not. You know, because they've yeah, they've, they've got, got all McKinnon. these guys there. They've got Breda, McKinnon, 
But I think Coleman's just, I, you know, I think they're going to play it out. I, I, I do think it's going to be like, a, hot, a, hot, you know, it's a hot hand sort be a of scenario. But I think, but I think that I think they're that they're going to like, you know, talk that up because you know they've had to negotiate with all these players. So it's like you tell one guy one thing in a negotiation, and then all of a sudden you don't think, right. like, oh, we're bringing in Tevin Coleman the following year, and he's going to take over, and we're not going to. It's like right. you got to kind of play the media because it's going to get back to your players. And I could see Tevin Coleman just like being the no, guy. I, I I do agree being, with you. Uh, I think. Yeah, I, I think he is of of that trio. Um, I think he's going to be the guy to emerge. Just just because, like you said, um, you know, he's played in that Shanahan system. He's familiar with with his offense, um, and I think he's a great fit with Garoppolo. You know, uh, you know, a guy that can catch the ball, you know, run between the tackles. Um, you know, he's not really that much different uh, than McKinnon. I, th- I think he, I think he might be a better runner than McKinnon, though. Quite honestly, yeah. Well, he's bigger too. Uh, I think McKinnon might be more. Uh, you know. Yeah, I think I think I McKinnon think might be better. more of, uh, if anything, you know, a, a fill that pass catching, kind of spell spell him on the pass catching roles. But I am, I am just not a McKinnon guy. I mean, he's a little bit more. I mean, he's he's kind of a, you know, a three down back, but, you know, he's, you know, they try to make him a three down back, but I mean, it, a three, it just feels like kind of a third it feels like he's guy, been in the league for so long too, doesn't it? I mean, he was it used to be Adrian Peterson's back in backup in Minnesota, like, it feel it feels like he's just been in the league yeah. for yeah for years and years. Yeah, and you can say that McKinnon and, and Coleman have both kind of like been the backup running backs for two teams. I yeah, like I mean, I think the better. I one. think that you know you could say Coleman was the backup, but really, I think sure. it was sort of a you know one A one B scenario in Atlanta, where I mean, yeah, obviously McKinnon, you know, wasn't anywhere close to a one A one B with when he was with Peterson in Minnesota. You know, he was he was a true he was a true backup. Yeah, and when Peterson had a got suspended, right, and when Peterson was suspended, McKinnon and um, Asiata. the other guy they had there, the other running back, yeah. Asiata. Yeah, I mean, even he didn't even win the job straight up over Asiata. Very true. <laughs> so I don't know. Like he had some. Yeah, he's, he he's, had some, he's definitely like know, some nice flash, plays, but yeah. Tevin Coleman's the better player, and I think that mm-hmm. Tevin Coleman. Is a great target. Um, like I said, his owners are banking on him taking over that role, but his value, you know, it's not that high right now. So he's a guy to grab, scoop up if you can. So that's all I have for running back. All right. Uh, you want me to throw some receivers at you? Yeah, I have a bunch of receivers, so I want to, I'll just kind of rattle. You can do yours, and then I'll kind of rattle through mine. So I have Mike Williams who I think is a guy that's been talked about quite a bit lately. Um, I see, I have him as a high tier target. Um, Some might even see him as a low tier target. Uh, I, you know, there's kind of two camps on Mike Williams right now. There's, there's the believers and the non-believers. And I am definitely a Mike Williams believer. Um, I think the efficiency he showed last year 
um, is enough for me to give up a pretty considerable amount for Mike Williams. Um, I I was actually able to get him in our our home league, the franchise yeah. league um, that we've both been in for almost ten years now. Uh, I traded Valdez Scantling, Delaney Walker, and what was the other player? Hi. Uh, Sammy and Sammy Watkins. That's right. Uh, Valdez Scantling, Sammy Watkins, and Delaney Walker for Mike Williams. And like that might be my favorite trade <laughs> of the offseason. Oh, he's a huge hyped guy for sure. A lot of hype on him. Definitely. And you're probably going to have to give up yeah. more than that to get him right now because he's, he's definitely, you know, his arrow has been pointing up throughout the offseason. So he, he might be a guy that's, that's, the hype train is a little bit out of control right now. We, you know, might he might his time, like the time to get him might have passed. But uh, you know that's that's kind of why I threw him on here as one of these auxiliary guys. Um, you know, if, if you can get him for the right price, definitely do it. But and then my other guy is Tyler Lockett. Um, I took a bunch of crap on Reddit recently for posting posting our composite rankings. And Tyler Lockett was one of the guys that everybody said we we both had too low. Yeah, I had him um, lower than you. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I've never been a big Tyler Lockett guy. Um, I know he had a good season last year. Um, We're both not I just, big PPR uh, guys either. Yeah, it's true. I'm more um, of a half PPR. We kind of base our rank like that's my right. So that's yeah. kind of what we base our rankings on. Um, and I, and I just think, um, you know, not to say that I, I don't think Tyler Lockett is, you know, I don't think he's just gonna disappear. You know, I, I still think he, he's, uh, gonna be somewhat productive. I just, I think where his value is right now, like he's just such an obvious sell to me, like for what, for where people have him. Oh, he's a sell. Get, okay. So you have him as a sell. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have, I have him as a sell. Yes. He's not a, he's not a target. Uh, sorry, I, I should have mentioned that. Um, so yeah, Lockett, Lockett's a guy that I, I'm looking to sell uh, for sure. Um, I think you you might even be able to get Mike Williams for Tyler Lockett. I think that way, would be great. The way <laughs> some people are valuing. If you if you could get Mike Williams for Tyler Lockett, do it I mean, right now. That's <laughs> do, is that do what it, you have for receivers. That's so what I have my, for receivers. Yeah, that's so Mike Williams is my guy. Uh, so for my targets, I've got a bunch of guys. So my higher end guy is Chris Godwin. He's a wicked obvious guy, but I do think this is a big breakout for him this year. I think that he's a big time. I think he's a great player, and I think he's just going to be a top guy. Um, maybe not top ten, but I think he's going to be top fifteen, top twenty, top twenty for sure but possibly top 15. Um, I just, I really, I believe in him. I believe in his talent. And I think that he's going to, you know, Mike Evans, it's tough because Mike Evans there, but, and it's not that I'm down on Mike Evans, but I, I just think that they, there might be something there with Godwin with the type of player that he is. Um, yeah. Let's see. And then, so my next kind of tier, I have Cortland Sutton, uh, rookie last year playing with Flacco in Denver. I don't know, that doesn't sound great, but I think he's a guy that might take the take a jump. I have him 
you know, above DJ Moore, um, above Calvin Ridley. I have him as my guy, pretty much my rookie from last year. That is going to be the number one guy, rookie, like second year guy. Um, and then I have Zay Jones, who people are up and the people are down on Zay Jones. I have Josh Allen and Zay Jones as being a really good connection as guys. So Zay Jones, going into his third year, playing in Buffalo, playing with Josh Allen. Josh Allen's not the most accurate guy. And Zay Jones has had, what he's played two years, right? So his first year, he didn't do much at all. And his second year, last year, he started to show some flashes. He didn't have a great reception average, um, completion average. He got some kind of some fluky touchdowns. He put up some big numbers last year. But I do think there's something. I do think he ends up being the number one guy in Buffalo. I do think that he's the guy that emerges. I don't think he's going to be like a superstar, but I think he's going to be a number one guy on and I believe in Josh Allen. So that's that's where I have it right now. I have Zay Jones as a, as a as a go and get. And do you do you see him as being like a, a number one a number one guy on yes, the team? Yes, I see him as the number one receiver on Buffalo. That's Okay. Well we we definitely we definitely disagree there. <laughs> All right. So who do you have as the number one guy in Buffalo? Uh I actually have like Foster. <clears throat> Um, yeah, Robert Foster, I think, I think he's going to be the guy to emerge. Um, I, I don't, but I also, I don't think it's going to be the scenario this, this year anyway. I don't think it's going to be the sort of thing where, you know, there's that clear cut, you know, like, you know, uh, superstar number one wide receiver. But I, I do think statistically, I, I think, uh, He's going to be the guy that emerges. So for me, it's Zay Jones. I think that he's going to be the number one guy there. I don't think he's going to be a top 20 receiver, but I do think he's going to be a top 30 receiver. And I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be the number one receiver in Buffalo. I think this third year, I think this is when players make a lot of times, traditionally receivers will make that third year leap. Yeah. And I think that he's a candidate for that. So he's a guy, you know, if you can get him for, for not too much, he's a guy. That, and you, you can definitely get him pretty cheap yeah. right now. I have seen a little bit lately, I have seen a couple of people, like, getting a little excited about him. But, um, but yeah, so he's – Sutton and Jones are two guys, you know, after Godwin. Godwin's going to be the priciest, obviously. Then I have just a couple, like, lower guys. Yeah. Um, just some quick targets. I won't even – I'll just list them off. Um, Devin Funches going to the Colts. I think that's a great landing spot. Um, D.D. Westbrook has a shot of really becoming the number one guy, I think, feel like, in Jacksonville with a better quarterback, with a more accurate quarterback. Um, Deion Kane, you know, he's a guy for the Colts, another guy. He was a six-round pick last year. Clemson got injured was out the, for the whole year, but he looked great in the in the uh, in the off season. So there, you know, he's coming back soon. He might take a little time, but he's a guy to target. And I'm gonna go even lower too. <laughs> Jameson Crowder yeah. from the Jets. 
I think he's a guy with a super low value now that could be really, really sneaky. Very, very sneaky. I don't think these are low guys. These aren't guys that are going to like, you know, win you yeah. your leagues. But if you need a little, he, he could be, he could be like a sneaky guy to emerge. Sneaky, like a wide receiver, guy, three on team, Sam Darnold. You know, you got Anderson on the outside. You got Le'Veon Bell. Crowder comes in. He's healthy. Yeah. I think they still got a new. They still got a new one there. Yep. Yep. I think Crowder could come in and be a big surprise for people. I think he's don't sleep on him. He's a guy that, you know, you could get him for real cheap, and I think he could pay dividends for you. So Crowder's ADP right now is four hundred five. Yeah. So he's so he's a sneaky guy. Definitely, you know, he's somebody to look at. If somebody in your league has him and they don't care about him, they're thinking about maybe dropping him. Like he's a guy you might be able to get. Philip Dorsett that you mentioned about trading. Um, Mm -hmm. I like Philip Dorsett this year. Again, um, lowball somebody, try to get or get Philip Dorsett as a throw in. You know, you're making a deal with somebody. You're really close. You want to get a little bit more. If you, if you need a, you know, a fourth, a number four wide receiver, a number five wide receiver, even um, Philip Dorsett, you know, he's, he's a guy traded to new england this will be his you know first round pick first round pick didn't work out in the for the colts traded him uh not last year but the year before mid-season had him for a whole year last year him and brady started to get a little bit of a connection there and i think that you know coming back this year no gronk Dorsett right now is listed as like the number two wide receiver behind julian edelman and, and Harry, so like Edelman in the slot, and then Dorsett and Harry, like on the outside. I think he's a he's a guy that can do, give you a little bit of production. Um, and then Berrios, Braxton Berrios, another guy on the cheap. He might he's a waiver wire guy, probably in a lot yeah. of leagues. He he's like a he's kind of like a deep league guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I might not even want to mention him. So that's pretty much my receivers. Yeah. How sure. about tight ends? Do you have any tight ends? Uh, so tight ends, I have a tight end cell. Oh, well, no, let's just do the targets now. We'll do the cells. I just have Dallas Goddard as the only guy, like, you know, just as a backup. Uh, so, so let's do cells now. A quarterback. Okay, so I'll just do, do mine real quick. I have Dak Prescott. Mine are actually kind of surprising, so I'll go over them for a sec. I have Dak Prescott for the Cowboys. Um, I just, I'm just not a big fan. I, I think that he's a middle range guy. Um, let's see, I have him at 16. I just don't think he's very accurate. He's in a good situation and they're going to lock him up. Yeah. So, I mean, he's definitely not like a guy that's going to fall off the map. He's going to be the quarterback yeah. for a while, but if people are high on him and they want to give you more for him, he's not a guy I think is ever going to be a top tier guy. Yeah. Um, so I'll just say that real quick. Here's another surprise. Mitchell Trubisky. He's a sell for you. He's a sell. Really? I think that right now, Mitchell Trubisky, I don't think his value is like super high, but I am, he's in a great opportunity with Chicago, with the coach, with the weapons they put around him. He's in a great opportunity, but I just don't see him as being an accurate enough quarterback. Mm. You know, I own him in a league and. It's like, 
if somebody wants to give me something for him, I'll definitely, yeah, I have other quarterbacks, so I'm not really worried in that league, but mm-hmm. like, I just don't, I've had him and I've been watching him for a couple of years and I just feel like he's just not accurate enough. Like he doesn't see the field good enough. So he's a guy to me that if somebody thinks that he's going to be the, the future quarterback of their team and they want to pay you that much yeah, to return for it, he's a guy I wouldn't, if he was my backup quarterback and somebody was trying to make them him their starter mm-hmm. and overpay for him, I would move him in a second. Yeah. He was my backup. Yeah, and I mean, he um, he definitely carries more value than the, you know the main guy you listed, uh, Jameis Win- or Jameis Winston. I was going to say. Oh, Jameis yeah, Winston. I, yeah, I think yeah. I think Trubisky might carry the most value of the three. Honestly, I mean, I have Trubisky ranked at eighteen, so it's not like I have him like that. He's super low, but you know, if somebody wants to pay you. Or give you give up like a running back or something or a receiver. Yeah. I would. I would, would you, do that, especially if he's your backup? Would you trade him for Mark Ingram? Um, as a backup, I don't even know. I'm just not. If I really needed a running back, then I that would be a midseason trade yeah. for me. If Trubisky was my backup and I needed a running back, and Trubisky was having a nice season, putting up some numbers, I would. And so is Ingram. I would make that yeah. trade for, but it'd be more of a positional. I mean, Trubisky's, Trubisky's young. Yeah, I mean, Trub- I mean, Trubisky's in a great opportunity, but I just don't think that he is. And I could even see him winning a Super Bowl, but I just don't see him as like. I don't see Dak Prescott or Mitchell Trubisky yeah. as ever being elite. Yeah. I think that there's some people out there that might think those guys could be elite. Where um, where where would you throw Jared Goff into that conversation? I'm not a Jared Goff guy right. either. I have ranked him ranked above both of those okay. guys, but I have him at 14. Yeah. I'm not a big Jared Goff guy. I could move him up. I mean, there's a couple guys. Yeah. But I have Sam Darnold at 12 and Josh Allen at nine. Those are my buys. Those guys, I think, are going to take. Those guys, I think, are going to be starting yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah. Jo- Josh Allen for me is. Uh, He's kind of, I guess, off the top of my head, he's kind of a sell for me, honestly. I'm just, I'm not a big yeah. Josh Allen guy. Um, he's not as accurate. He kind of reminds me a little bit of like a Philip Rivers type of guy. Um, I don't think he's, I don't he's think he's li- as accurate as Philip Rivers. Uh, you know. No, no, no. He's not as accurate. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But he, he kind of reminds me, um, like a guy that can kind of move around, and I think he sees the field yeah. well. I just think, it, which. Is, is like even more important, but, but yeah, his accuracy is a, a, not as good as Philip Rivers. And just, and just the poor man, and just the weapons he has there in Buffalo. It's like, I mean, yeah. they really, Buffalo's tough. They really haven't. But what he showed me last year though, at the end of the year, what I saw from Josh Allen was kind of shocking from like a rookie Buffalo quarterback to be able to do what he was doing. I mean, he was like keeping them in games. And I, w- I was impressed by him in the second half of the yeah. season. Um, so I have some sell running backs. I have Aaron Jones in there like yeah. you had. Um, Ronald Jones, obviously, if he gets a little hype being yeah. the starting guy in Tampa, I just I just don't see him as a guy that's 
if you can get any if you can get something for Ronald Jones, then then do it. I have Derrick Henry as a sell. I agree. I agree um, with all those. Yeah. He's a guy that I think his value you might even want to hold off because I feel like his value is just starting to go up again. Like I think it slowed a little bit and now it's starting he's to go up. He's one of those again. guys where it seems like every year as the season approaches, like people start people yeah. start like like seeing highlights little snippets of Derrick Henry runs on Twitter or something like with him trucking guys. And they're like, start everybody, everybody well, granted, starts jumping on the Derrick Henry hype train. It's like, uh, I'm yeah. all set. Granted this year though. I mean, he is coming off the best yeah. like streak that he's ever had. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, he's a guy that kind of teases you every, every year. Um, but he's, if his, his value might start creeping up more and more. I think there was just news out that they were saying that he's going to be, he's in a contract year and they're going to, they're going to run the heck out of him this year. So, you know, he's, but to me, he's a guy that if his value, if his value like just skyrockets, sell him. Um, And then I have the, the two backups for Melvin Gordon, Eckler and Justin Jackson. Um, if you're holding on, if you don't have Gordon <laughs> and you have these guys, why not take advantage of the the Gordon panic? You know, go to, go to Gordon's owner and try to trade him one of these guys for something. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I like both players, but I don't think they're, you know, yeah. anything too and they, great. and they just got a huge bump in value because of that Gordon news. Yeah. So, I mean, they're like right now, if you can. So then I have a couple cells at wide receiver, and they're just really obvious. It's Julio, to me, this is like obvious. Like, if you have Julio Jones, AJ Green, Antonio Brown, or Adam Thielen, it's like you just you try to sell sell them. You know what I mean? If you don't get what you want, you just keep them and you play them. But I mean, if you can get a first round pick, if you can get you know, anytime you can get a return on like an older guy like you know, between 28, 30 years old, you know, in my opinion, you, you, you try to move them right away. And then to end it, um, my tight ends, three guys that I think are being overvalued is Eric Ebron Colts. Great season last year. He was actually one of my, he was actually my, my last sell guy. Eric Ebron. Yeah. Andrew Luck kind of effect on him. Um, a lot of short yard touchdowns. A lot of them. I mean, now that could be good, that could be bad, but I mean, there were some games where he had like three, four catches and like three mm-hmm. touchdowns. <laughs> so it'd be like this huge number game, but it would be just be like a couple right. end zone plays. And then um, Trey Burton, another guy. Um, I believe he's like 29 years old or going to be soon. Um, He's a guy for Chicago. I think he could have a good year, but he's definitely a guy that if somebody needs a tight end and they're in a win-now mode and they'll give you something for Trey Burton, you know, and by all means. And then Darren Waller of the Raiders. Um, He was a wide receiver for Baltimore. I believe they drafted him. Yeah. The Baltimore Ravens drafted Darren Waller as a wide receiver. And they had him for a while, and they converted him to tight end. He put on a little bit more weight. He's already kind of a big guy. And 
then they released him and Oakland picked him up. And and then Oakland didn't draft a tight end or pick up a tight end and they lost Jared Cook. They did pick up uh they did pick up Eric Swoop, I believe. They picked up Eric Swoop and they drafted Forrest Moreau. Foster Moreau. Uh, but they're saying right now that Waller's the guy. So Waller to me is a guy that, you know, if somebody wants to get caught up in the hype of him being the the tight end for the Raiders, which is a good position to be in. I mean, Jared Cook was did you know, Carr likes to throw to the tight end. So I mean Lightning could strike and Waller could be a really good player, but I mean he's twenty six. He's been in the league for a while. You know, it's just like if you if you really want to take a chance on a tight end, that's in that that's you know, just because he went to the Raiders, just because the and they because they don't have other tight ends, and go ahead, but I don't see him yeah. more than like a short term right. type of guy. So and that pretty much, you know, other than any defensive guys, it's we're running a little long, so I I, I think that defense we can maybe do another time <laughs> but uh that's pretty much i named off a lot of the guys that are buys and sells all right <clears throat> well uh, i think that that wraps up episode eight uh you know these are all guys that you know hopefully you know you, gives you some ideas for some trades you know maybe package some of these guys that we mentioned and you know you have a whole list of guys to target um all of varying values so Hopefully this helps you out. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, as always.